Hi, thanks for tuning in to City Church Online. Uh, it's always great to be with our church community. I'd love to talk this morning about belonging to one another. My name is Jacob Hemingway. I'm the worship director here at the City Church, and it's a great honor and privilege to be able to share a little bit from Romans 12, 5 through 21, talking about how to belong together in community. Community has always been a very important passion of mine. Over the years, even as I moved around to different states, I always aimed to find a church community to plug into as soon as I could. I found um, it to be a very important anchor, no matter what job I was working or where I was living. Being home here at the City Church for the past three years has been the most fulfilling season of my entire life. Um, some of the highlights would be finding a home, uh, I got a cat, I uh, became a husband, I became a father, and uh, we got a dog, so it's a full house, and uh, miracles do happen. Isn't it great to belong somewhere and experience amazing, amazing things together? To share the wins, stories, battle scars, unexpected blessings, and breakthroughs with people who are around you who support you. Sharing things that we're excited about is great, but I have found that sometimes happen to be better than others. When I was in high school, uh, the church I grew up in was hosting something for the junior hires called Hot Summer Nights. It was basically VBS for older kids. I was part of the band playing the music that week, during one of the teaching sessions, uh, the group of us that were helping play music and run sound were kind of hanging out towards the back of the room. And my brother had brought in uh, his small keyboard that he just got. It's called a Korg synth. What was cool about this is you can actually just plug headphones into the back of this thing, and it's just you that can hear it, no one else in the room. So. I plugged in the headphones and I was playing around with the different sounds that you can select and uh, just having a, a great time. I just got lost in that world. At one point, I turned to a friend of mine and not quietly at all said, this thing is amazing. And as soon as I did it, I realized the distraction that I had become in the room and it didn't uh, help me feel any better when I looked up in shock and saw the teacher of the class for the hot summer nights just hanging his head, shaking it. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> I was, uh, wasn't wrong about sharing my enthusiasm, but it definitely didn't feel like the right time to express it. Has there been a time when it seemed like your excitement hasn't been well-received? And on a spiritual note, have you ever felt like some breakthrough that you've been praying for, that you're experiencing, has come at the wrong time for someone else? We are meant to be a group of people who experience God's presence and breakthrough together, sharing wins and losses with each other without being concerned for how we're going to uh, be received we are meant to belong to God together. We're going to look at Romans 12, 
5 through 21 to see how God is inviting us into this amazing opportunity. And before we do that, let's pray. God, thank you so much for always highlighting in your word the things that we need to hear. Thank you for uh, the truth and the wisdom that's found right here in Romans that, wow, it even applies to uh, right here in this moment. So would you just um, bring your word to life through us? Would you help us to understand what it means to belong to one another through your word? And thank you for this time that we have to uh, dive deeper into our relationship with you and with each other. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's read verse 5. So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So immediately, we see that being in Christ means we belong. We belong to him and to each other. Although we're different, we all come together to form the body of Christ. There's a shared responsibility in this new life that we have in Christ. Let's see what this shared responsibility can look like, starting in verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. We see seven different giftings highlighted here. Seven variations of God expressing himself through the Holy Spirit inside of us. Prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, showing mercy. These gifts aren't hard lines between people. We see mixtures of giftings in each and every person. It's like we're instruments, many with different tunings and sounds, some that sound kind of similar, some that are very different, all coming together to make a beautiful symphony. One thing that I love in verse 6 is this. According to the grace given to each of us. It's amazing how God's plan has always been to give us grace in the areas where we've held onto for so long. Keeping things for ourselves, trying to figure out our place in life on our own. He invites us to bring what we have to the table and see what he can do with it. Our gifts belong in the context of community. Verse 6 also says, in accordance with your faith, not someone else's faith. So, we're meant to use our gifts to the fullest of our ability. God is inviting us to break our own personal records, like a long-distance runner aims to beat their fastest time. We aren't meant to compete with one another, but offer what each have out of a desire to support and empower everyone around us doing the same. One person might 
encourage another person who's leading something to keep going. One person's generosity might inspire someone else to serve the people around them the best that they can. God has gifted everyone so uniquely and creatively. You may think that someone else is more gifted than you. But the truth of the matter is, no one has your gifts. There's a reason that you're wired the way you are and placed where you are placed. Let's keep reading. Verse 9, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be devoted. Do you know what it's like to be devoted to something? I'm devoted to my wife. She's my best friend and my closest ally. We share everything. Joys, wins, fears, losses, toothbrushes. Okay, I usually grab the right toothbrush. We've made a lifelong commitment to one another. The way it stays alive is, is if our love is sincere. It's the same with God. What I found to be such a huge key in keeping love sincere is found in verse 11. Never be lacking in zeal, serving the Lord. In our devotion to God, serving him with our gifts, talents, time, and money creates avenues for us to keep our relationship with God vibrant. Even when we don't understand, we serve. If it becomes difficult, we serve. If it starts to cost us, we still serve. Here's where spiritual fervor comes in. Spiritual fervor comes from knowing that we belong to God. It gives us a desire and a passion to be connected with our creator because he knows us. We belong to him. It causes us to want to serve, to share, to give because we have a heart of gratitude for how much God loves us. If we don't feel like we belong to him, these avenues that we've created to have a vibrant relationship with him begin to feel like religious rituals. Eventually, we find ourselves doing a bunch of stuff and not remembering why. Tithing feels like taxes. Serving feels like community service. Praying feels like being in a confession booth. Here's another way to look at it. Last week, the fuel pump in my car stopped working. The battery worked fine. The starter was having no issues. The engine had no problem firing and running. It didn't matter how much fuel I had in the tank. It had no way of getting up to the engine. Everything was in working order, but it seemed like the car had no purpose because it had no way of getting started. The fuel pump in my car is like spiritual fervor. All the gifts and talents in the world mean nothing if we feel no purpose in using them. So, how do we stay passionate about serving in our relationship with God? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the source of spiritual fervor. 
When we are filled with God's spirit, we are connected to the very heart of God. And spiritual fervor with God fuels our desire to have deep relationships with one another. Now, I know that I belong to my wife, and she belongs to me. So I have the desire to serve her when our week hasn't gotten as planned, when there's a misunderstanding, or when I don't see things from her point of view. I mean, let's face it, she ends up being right anyways. The same is true with our church community. We belong to each other. So God puts a desire in us to be there for each other. I believe that everything that has happened in the world over the past few years has caused most everyone to be confronted with the question, do I belong here? Have you found yourself there asking, do I belong at this job, in this relationship, in this church? I'll always remember the story of a friend of mine, Joey, from Tennessee who is married and has six kids, but he never used to let people into his life until he had a radical encounter with God's presence. Afterwards, he went up to some strangers at church and started laughing and telling them how he's like, this is new to me. I'm not used to letting people in, but you know, I just feel like something's changed and I just, you know, I, I want to go up and I want to talk to people that, that I don't know. What changed in Joey? Joey knew in his spirit that he belonged. His sense of belonging to God spilled into the relationships around him. There's nothing more empowering than belonging. Let's go ahead and look at these next verses to see what belonging to another can look like. Verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. We're starting to get a taste of a community that is very countercultural. Blessing those who persecute us, living in harmony with each other. Verse 15 has great insight for how to live in harmony with one another. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Both are necessary. When we have a desire to be connected with those around us, We grieve with those who are grieving, even when things are going well for ourselves. We have an opportunity to stay grounded instead of putting our head in the clouds. These are the moments people really remember. Who showed up to the visitation at the hospital? Dropped food off when we were sick, confined to our house. God also gives us the ability to rejoice with those around us who are rejoicing, even when things are really tough. We can't expect people to rejoice with us when we can't be happy when things are going well for them. 
The effectiveness of our giftings has a direct correlation to the genuineness of our hearts. We can be crazy talented, but our words and actions won't carry any weight if the people around us don't know that we love them. This is how we belong together. It's a work God does from the inside out. If we want to make a huge impact, it starts with small conversations, lots of listening, going to visitations, graduations, letting someone in need borrow something, and asking for help when we need it. The time we have and the things that we use belong to God anyways. And we've been entrusted these different things. Let's read the rest of our passage. Verse 17. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written... It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. When we start to feel the weight of injustice, the best place to find ourselves is in community. We get the opportunity to ask questions like, what good things is God doing right in front of me? What are things for us to rejoice about? How do my actions affect the ones I love? When we feel like we don't belong, or like anything we do say, uh, do or say matters, it's easy to send that text, make that post, avoid that person, cancel plans last minute. God is inviting us to be a people who look left and right before making rash decisions. He makes a way for us to be at peace in community because where we belong matters. So, in God's kingdom, we belong. We have unique gifts. We have an unquenchable desire to be connected to the heart of God, a spiritual fervor. And we live very countercultural. Maybe as you're listening to this, you're thinking about the fact you really struggle feeling like you belong. Maybe you've even been here for a while, been listening for a while, but you have this nagging feeling like you don't belong. I'm here to tell you that you do belong. You belong here. God has you here for a reason. Maybe it's the first time you've heard that Jesus is inviting you to belong to him. Or maybe it's the first time you felt the desire to say yes to him. He is so willing to receive you into his arms. 
I just want to take a quick moment here and just invite you, if that's you this morning, I want you to say this simple prayer with me. Jesus, come into my heart and fill me with your love. He is so willing to do it. You can belong to Jesus. Maybe this morning, or I guess whenever you're listening to this um, afterwards, you just don't feel like you have anything to offer. Like everyone else seems to have some great gift to contribute, but you just feel like you're always waiting for something to make it clear. Like, what's my purpose here? God wants to make it clear to you that he has filled you with amazing gifts and talents. And he has amazing plans for you to use them. Or maybe you've belonged somewhere before and you gave it your all. Serving God with your gifts and talents, but somewhere along the way, doors got closed on you. People left. You lost your spiritual fervor. God wants to restore what he, what has been taken away from the, by the enemy. He wants to put into action some of the gifts that maybe we've just put on the shelf. God wants you to feel like you belong again. He wants to fill you with his spirit to the brim, then overflowing. Lastly, maybe you've been afraid to live in such a way that is countercultural. Forgiving people when it seems like they don't deserve it. Aiming to live at peace with those around you. God's inviting us to trust him again with the outcome of that relationship, of that job, whatever it is. So if any of these things apply this morning, I would just love, wherever you are, just extend your hands, just reaching out to God. You can either put them right out in front of you um, as if you're just ready to receive a gift and you can raise your hands to our creator. Of just, It's just a moment of surrender of, you know what, um, I'm choosing to be available this morning. And I would just love to pray with you. God, thank you for giving us this sense of belonging that starts with you, God. You have called us your children, your sons and daughters, and you reach out your hand to us. So we just received that this morning, God, that identity of belonging to you and how we can belong to one another in the same process. God, would you wipe away any worries or any chains that we feel chained to things that um, we don't want to belong to anymore, God? They're not who you created us to be. They're not... Um, 
Maybe they're words spoken over us. Maybe they're uh, things that we've obligated ourselves into. And God, so we, we just invite you to come now. Be our God. And be everything that we belong to. Would you make it clear this morning those gifts that you've put inside of us? Gifts to share with one another, to encourage one another, um, gifts to honor you wherever we go. And God, would you bring a fresh fire in us now if we've just been beaten down, felt used, forgotten, all those amazing plans that uh, we believed in the past that, okay, God, you have amazing things in store, uh, bigger than the scope of what we can see, God. Would you restore those things in us? Bring that spiritual fervor through your spirit. Would you come now and fill us up? Thank you for um, causing us to belong. We receive that this morning, God. I belong. I belong here. And give us the strength to do this in a way that is different. Different from maybe anything we've seen before. Would it be born out of a zeal and a passion to be so connected to you? And we know that at the center of your heart is the church, God. So thank you for a, a place to belong and a people to call family. We thank you for filling us now and for all the amazing things that you're going to do in and through us from this moment. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. It has been so great to spend some time with you. Be blessed.